Bible. Coffee talk with the Hoffmans. Hey everyone, welcome to Bible Coffee Talk with me, Allison Benfield. I am solo on this podcast. It is just myself. Justin is actually in the house uh, and I am sitting in our car. I am <laughs> on a timeout. I have put myself on a timeout. I just, have you ever felt depleted, just totally worn out that, you know, when you take a rubber band and you pull, 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 pull until it just can't be pulled anymore and it makes that noise when you tap on the, the actual rubber band. That's how I feel. I'm just, I'm pulled so tightly that I'm making that noise. that boing, And it was like, you know what? No, I got to step back. I got to step away. I've got to put myself in a timeout. And even Jesus Christ himself did this. It's mentioned in the Bible in several, several places where Jesus actually had to remove himself from the crowds. He had, he was just so depleted. He was uh, overwhelmed and it was the angels that actually ministered to him. And that I think is a good thing for us, you know, to, to take that uh, as an example that, you know, when we get to the point where we just can't go on, where we're overwhelmed, where we're almost suffocating in the drama and the day-to-day garbage that goes on, sometimes it's best just to unplug, to pull away to regenerate, to recharge ourselves and let God's angels deal with us to help, you know, um, to let the Holy Spirit come through us, to minister to us, to recharge us, to give us uh, peace in our hearts and in our spirits. And that's what I need now. I have so much going on in my day-to-day life. And, you know, some people with what they've got going on in their life, it might be, really? And other people, it might be like, wow, you do a lot. I don't judge my day or my life based on anybody else. I just know that, you know, with everything that I do, I know what my ceiling is. I know where my threshold lies, where, okay, you know what? You can't do anymore. You've done, you know, 30 different things today. Um, Stop. Let God's angels recharge you. Let them help you, minister to you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your mind, to your heart, um, and, and just take comfort in that. So that's what I've been doing. So before I continue on any more with this, I just want to um, turn this podcast over to the Lord for his blessing and approval. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We give you praise and honor. Lord, I ask that this podcast reach those that you want to hear this message. I ask that uh, anybody who's got a heart of stone, that you turn it into a heart of flesh. And anybody who is listening to this with, you know, the intent to mock, uh, that you actually soften them, Lord, that you pull them into your embrace so that they can feel you, that they can feel your love, that they know who you are, that they can reach out and, and find somebody to, to speak to, to help guide them towards you. I ask your Holy Spirit to bless them, Lord. I ask that those who are struggling financially, mentally, um, spiritually, that are going through spiritual attacks, Lord, I just ask you to protect them, to put a hedge of protection around them. And Lord, I just give you all the praise and all the glory for all the wonderful things you do, all the ways that you look after us and provide for us and meet our needs. And so, Lord, I just turn this podcast over to you. I hope that every word that comes out of my mouth is pleasing to you, Lord. Lord, that you um, make sure that this gets to those that need to hear it. I ask this in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, so as we were talking about the, the whole unplugging thing, 
today, this morning, I actually had to go one step further and unplug from Facebook. My pod, my podcast is, you know, open for anybody to hear what I say. You know, uh, I generally apply the Bible to everything. On my Facebook, it is a, the Bible's, I mean, the whole Facebook is dedicated to Jesus Christ. Um, I don't have any personal things on there other than my, my profile picture, because I do think it's important that people get to see who they are friends with, who they're talking to, who they're chatting with, who they're asking for prayers. I think that's important that they see an actual face rather than a picture of something random. You know what I mean? So that's, that's about the only personal thing, you know, another than, you know, I'm, you know, happy mother's day or, you know, happy father's day. Those are, those are personal things, but not too personal. Uh, I don't take pictures of food and, and, you know, look at what I ate or look at what I made. (laughs) I don't do that. This is totally, my Facebook is totally geared to, uh, Jesus Christ. So I, I actually had to, um, not shut it down, but walk away, take a break from Facebook this morning, because typically in the last couple of weeks, I've really noticed that a lot of people, mostly Christians, were viciously going after each other. They were, um, you know, somebody would post something that is not biblical uh, or not very biblical, and somebody else has stepped in to correct them. And instead of taking the correction uh in love, they took it with insult and, you know, they were all offended. And before you know it, there's an all out war going on this, this person's wall. And it's not me, it's just somebody else. And you know what, I'll be honest. And I'll say, I've done that myself. You know, somebody has posted something, you know, that does not coincide with the Bible, then yes, I will get on and I will try to correct them righteously in love you know, and, and I don't come out and say, you know, you're going to hell. And I I don't ever do that. I don't, I say, you know, this is what the Bible says. And I'll, you know, pull out four five, three or four, you know, whatever it is, different scriptures to, uh, reference in whatever the topic that they've posted about. So, uh, I'll give you an example. There was a woman who made a post about new age and, um, She was, uh, I guess, a co-writer of a book uh, to try to pull preteens and teens out of the new age and witchcraft uh, religion. I don't know if that's what it was, but to pull them out of that. And the book that they had co-written with someone uh, delved a lot. They put a snippet in this post that they had made on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me just tell you that what I read did not sit right with my spirit. And I, I read it last night and it was like, oh. you know, if they're, if they're promoting this for teens and preteens, they're going to see this. And, and I don't like what I'm reading. And what I read was, uh, just like I said, this little excerpt that they had put in about, uh, you know, somebody looking for God, this, this child looking for God. And so they wandered into the magical kingdom and there were these crystals all over the place. And somebody said, we're, you know, are you lost? And they said, well, I'm trying to look for God. And, um, they said, well, God's everywhere. God's in the crystals. God, you know, God is mother earth. And the child said, you know, God's God is mother earth. And yes, God is, you know, mother earth, the goddess. And and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) none of that is in the Bible. Like that just, let me just tell you that when I, I read this, I got into my, 
you know, my armor of God faster than Wonder Woman did in her little outfit. Like it was like, Wonder Woman! <laughs> and I spun and had this armor on. It was like, no, like I, I've left this. Last, like I said, I, I read about it last night and it didn't sit well. And then uh, I guess I came across it a second time because I was friends with this person. It's like, oh, this doesn't sit right with me. And so I, I made a comment about, you know, what does light have to do with darkness? And this is what the Bible says. And we're supposed to be teaching people about Jesus Christ, not teaching them more about the occult, more about new age with crystals. And you nowhere know, in the Bible does it say that God is Mother Earth. Um, I And I guess I you know, and I, I had said, you know, repent, you know, repent of this because this is not biblical. I I actually, when I had made this post, this person was like, you know, um, you know shame on you, you know, uh, you know, you're evil coming at me like this in the spirit of hatred. And it's like, whoa, I did not come at you in the spirit of hatred. Like I, I, I'm coming to you. I was very tame. I did not, like I say, point my finger at them. I did not, um, uh, call names. I did not put down. I did not offend. I was not insulting in any way. I was biblical in the things that I was saying that, you know what, you cannot be sitting on the fence. You either you either decide to follow Jesus or you follow the world. And in the world is witchcraft and new age and Buddhism and yoga. You cannot have it both ways. You can't sit in the dark and have a light on and say you're still sitting in the dark. And you can't sit in the light and cover yourself and say, well, you're still in the light when you're covered and you're now in the dark. You're either one or the other. And I said, so decide you this day whom you're going to serve. Um, anyways, this person's like, I rebuke you, you know, and your evilness. And it's like, you know, it bothered me. Not so much that what they had said, it was that there might have been a better way to do this. And so I messaged this person. Um, obviously, they unfriended me, and that was fine. I mean, not everybody is going to like me, and, and I get that. Um, and even believers, and, and that's that's sad. That's really sad that people will, will unfriend instead of doing what the Bible says. A lot of the people that I'm friends with are believers. And so when you follow the Bible, you live by the Bible, you live by, you know, the example of Jesus, and yet you're doing everything against that, that's where my spirit becomes upset. So when I have somebody upset with me and there's discord between the two of us, and it's something that I did and maybe I could have said it better, I will go to them personally, if I can, or message them and say, look, you know, I am sorry. I did not mean to offend you. I could have said that a little differently. Or, you know what? You, you took that entirely the wrong way. I said what I said in the spirit of love. I am not condemning you. That's not my job. I'm not a judge. I'm not your keeper. I'm just trying to show you what the Bible says. And if you don't want to know about it, that's fine. I will you know, respect your wishes. I just thought that if you're going to put something out there for children, then you should know what the Bible says. And if you're trying to teach them biblically, get your story straight, you know, learn the Bible and teach properly. And and that's, I got a big problem with people doing that. And I've said it so many times that, you know what, you cannot call yourself a doctor when you've never gone to school, you've never gone to medical school a day in your life, and yet you're walking into an operating room to, to perform a surgery. 
Just because you call yourself a doctor doesn't mean you're a doctor. You are not qualified to pick up a scalpel and cut someone open to perform surgery when you've never been trained. And that's kind of like the Bible as well, especially for women. One, you're not supposed to teach in in church. And two, if you don't know what the Bible says and you are not 110% um, learned on what it is you're teaching, sit down, sit down. Because I know, I know for a fact, and this is something I'm not just 110% sure of, I am a million percent sure that the Bible says that we are supposed to stay away from divination, that we're supposed to stay away from witchcraft, we're supposed to stay away from crystals, clairvoyancy, anybody who is a medium, anybody who does tarot reading, anybody who speaks or communes with the dead. These are things we are supposed to stay away from. We're supposed to worship one God. So you can't say that you believe in Jesus Christ whilst you're over here teaching little children more about witchcraft. And that's exactly what crystals are. That's exactly what Mother Earth and and goddesses and, you know, the magic kingdom, that's that's what it is. You're 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 introducing them, you know, even the slightest bit into witchcraft, into um the occult. And once you open those doors, that's all it takes for Satan to put his foot in and say, gotcha. And now he introduces them to the things that are all over television and movies. You know, you've got, you know, Harry Potter, you've got, you know, uh, all these witch shows on TV, you know, Sabrina, the teenage witch and, you know, um, Mr. Pickles. And these are all forms of entertainment, just like this person's book. It's entertainment. It's for entertainment purposes. But again, that's where the line gets, you know, blurred in the sand because, we are not supposed to, even for entertainment purposes, be involved in that stuff at all, at all, at all. We are not to have anything to do with that, whether it's entertainment, whether it's professionally, whether it's, you know, socially, um, nothing. We're just, we're not. Because like I said, the second you open those doors to Satan, He's in. And when he gets in, he brings his buddies along with him. And that's why you see so many people angry and they're bitter. And, you know, before you know it, they have the spirit of vulgar language over them. And then they have the spirit of aggression. And then they have the spirit of of um, uh, bitterness. And then they have the spirit of uh, hatred and the spirit of vengeance and the spirit of, and it goes on and on and on and on. And all these spirits are demons. So by you opening those doors, you allow those things in. And I tell you, at one point in my life, the things that I was watching, the things that I was listening to, the things that I was reading were all opening doorways. And I started noticing that, um, because I had to pull away from all types of, of, movies, uh, secular movies, because the swearing was, you know, planting seeds in my head. Before you know it, I'm now picking up on the vulgar language that they're saying in the movies and the things that they're doing, their mannerisms. I'm kind of picking up every now and then and the aggression and the hostility and the slang. And before you know it, I was like, I am so full 
of bitterness and anger and resentment. And I couldn't figure out why. And it was like, you know what? I need to unplug. I need to spend more time with Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit and let them minister to me. Let them deal with my heart, with deal with my spirit, my mind to correct anything that's you know, been wrong to, you know, break any chain that Satan has put on me. And before you know it, things started changing. My life started with the anger and the bitterness left and I became happy. I became more at peace. Uh, I was sleeping better. You know, I wasn't having so many nightmares where I was literally needing to call out the name of Jesus in my dreams um, for protection. These things are all gateways and doorways and and portals that you're letting Satan in. And yeah, just, I have to reiterate, don't, absolutely don't. If you have nothing else to do, grab your Bible. Some people don't read their Bible. They say they do and they don't. And they're, they're really not engaging with Jesus. They, they, you know, just because you post a lot of lovely little things on Facebook doesn't mean that you have that relationship with him. Have that relationship with him. Go for a walk and speak to Jesus. You know, instead of, you know, watching these movies, instead of, you know, engaging in these, these books, spend time with the Holy Spirit. Fast. That is, I used to fast all the time, all the time. No, maybe not all the time, but you know what I mean? I used to fast and I always felt I I had better clarity. I had more understanding of the Bible. Um, I just felt the Holy Spirit in my, in my, my soul. Um, so, you know, when you write a book for children, like this lady did and, and she, you know, um, she was quite aggressive and, and in saying, you know, I was evil. And, uh, and I see more and more of these people on Facebook where they're so easily offended. It's like, stop, you know, take a step back, take a deep breath, pray about it, lift them up in prayer. And if they haven't blocked you, if they've just unfriended you, message them. The Bible says, do not cause discord between the brethren. And so when you have this disagreement that's floating over top of you and it's it's bothering you enough that you go to somebody else to talk about, go to the Holy Spirit. Don't gossip. Don't go to anybody else and say, oh, you're not going to believe this. I, you know, this person made it and I'm guilty of it too. Hey, I am right there. I've done that with Justin. I've, I don't know how many times I've gone and said, oh, you are not going to believe this. And I've read it, what they've written. And then I've written, read my reply. Um, but I'm learning. I, I'm learning that instead of doing that, I mean, and that's okay with a spouse or with, you know, with one person. But when you go to multiple people, uh, because I guess sharpening your iron is is a really good thing when it's with one person. But when you go to multiple people, it's now not sharpening your iron, it's gossiping. And we're not to do that. So when you go to someone to talk to get advice, spiritual advice, help, you know, this is what they said. This is what I said. Was I wrong? And I guess that's what I did uh, with Justin. I'm like, was I wrong? And he's like, no, you were right. You know, you tried spinning them towards the gospel and, and you know, we aren't to have anything to do with that. And I was like, yeah, okay, but maybe I should have said that a little, a little softer. So I went to them, uh, in their inbox and I said, look, like I, I'm humbly coming to you saying, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cause any discord between us. I did not mean to offend you. Um, 
But I got to be honest with you that the content that I read really upset my heart. Like it really upset me. And we have to really be careful because when we're dealing with children, when we are dealing with children and, and faith and spirit, spirituality, uh, we have to be careful where we lead or teach them because where we go, they will follow. And if you're follow, if you're teaching a child to follow you in this garbage of, you know, crystals and, 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 you know, magic kingdoms and saying, you know, God is a, is, uh, mother nature, uh, or the mother earth, I guess that's what it was. Um, you have to be careful because the Bible talks that if you lead a little one away from Jesus Christ, ooh, let me just tell you, you're going to wish that you'd never been born because a child is innocent. They are, they're just so precious to Jesus. He loves them so, so much. And I mean, you, you, come on, you have to, you have to admit that you've all heard the song. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I mean, we've all heard that, you know, whether it's in Sunday school, through, through friends, through school, we've heard that at some point in our life. And it's true. Jesus does love the little children. And he's very, very protective of those um, boys and girls. So if you've led a little child away from Jesus by introducing them to the occult, to witchcraft, to new age, to Buddhism, to uh, any other God other than his son, Jesus Christ, let me just tell you <laughs> that no, 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 no. Repent. Absolutely repent. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing in the car right now is that I've had enough of the fighting, the spiritual fighting, the, um, the bitterness, the, the, and it's not just with me that this one, cause this is one instance that happened to me, this, this one, um, but I see it with all the other brothers and sisters as well. They, you know, they're friends with someone. They're, you know, I love you and God bless. And, and you know, uh, they send like little scriptures and, you know, this person's like, oh, that's so wonderful. And then, boom, like that, they turn on each other. And, and the Bible said that that's what would happen in the end times is that, you know, uh, the love of many would wax cold and that... Uh, a lot of believers would would stop loving each other and and it's just it's it's actually kind of dark in my car and I know I can turn I can turn the lane on oh there we go but uh I'm really <laughs> I'm really not sure where to look in the bible like I said I'm not really prepared to um uh to to go into like depth with Bible verses. I mean, I will put those Bible verses that I'm talking about in the description of the podcast so that you'll, you can see the reference into what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just lots of fighting going on and there really shouldn't be. Now is the time now, especially now is the time when we ought to, um, I don't know. I, I don't like saying it like this, but be on our best behavior. We need to be Christ-like. We need to, uh, love like Christ did, walk like Christ did. And I'm not talking about perfection because none of us can live up to, uh, to Jesus. We are not perfect. Uh, we are not sinless, but we are to strive to try to. And when we fail, 
repent, admit it to Jesus Christ, ask him to forgive you, ask him to help you, to give you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, so that he can, you know, teach you the right way so that he can speak to your heart and say, what you did there? No, you got to fix that. And you're not going to have that unless you repent, unless you have that personal relationship with Jesus. I know for myself that there's lots of people, uh, that are able to, uh, be corrected in love and still have a thriving, loving, spiritual relationship with someone with the Holy Spirit ministering over them. And that's a beautiful thing. That's the kind of friendships and relationships that we're supposed to have in Jesus Christ. I just feel right now I'm just totally, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm tired. I'm really, really tired. I, I don't claim to know everything about the Bible. I, I know quite a bit, but I don't know any, everything and nobody ever does. I just know that when I watch things on television about, you know, the prosperity gospel and they're leaning people astray and you've got, you know, Joyce Meyer, we, Justin and I watch a lot of, um, uh, worship videos and, and Christian content videos on YouTube that, uh, Vody Bodum is one and I love him. He's amazing. Uh, and then you've got people like Joyce Myers where, you know, she is a total heretic. She's, you know, talking about Jesus being in hell. <laughs> and I, I laugh because I don't know how many times she says, you know, he was in hell and all the demons, you know, were up on him. They were up on him. They were up on him. I mean, <laughs> she just says it so many times just like that. It's like, you are absolutely mistaken. Jesus was never in hell. This is one of those times, like I said earlier, one, Joyce Meyer, you're a woman. You should not be preaching in a church over a congregation. That is a man's job. The Bible talks about it. Sit down. Two, you don't know what you're talking about. You're actually blaspheming the Holy Spirit saying something like that. And you're leading people away because you're saying that Jesus Christ himself was in hell. And I assure you, he was not. The Bible talks about where Jesus was when he died. And I assure you, he was not in hell. So when I watch these, these, these false prophets, these people that are, you know, set to lead people astray. They're uh, misquoting scripture. They're <clears throat> those people. Yes, we are to, we are to righteously judge, but we're also to forgive them. We're supposed to lift them up in prayer. We're supposed to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to help them to repent, to, to turn from their ways. And these people that are on Facebook that are doing this same thing, I mean, they're no Joyce, Joyce Myers, but they are doing essentially the same thing. They are leading people astray with the content that they're te teaching that does not coincide or, or fall uh, in line with the Bible. And so they need to be taught, whoa, what you're doing, what you're preaching, where you're, you're leading people is astray and it's wrong and it's a sin. The only thing is, is that we're supposed to do it with Christ-like love. These people that are pointing the fingers and you're going to hell and you this and you that and you this. Wrong, wrong approach, wrong approach. One, people are going to see that and they're going to be like, that's how a Christian behaves. Two, it's going to put bitterness in the heart of the person who's done that. They might not know. So they're thinking what they're teaching is right. 
Teach with love. You have a child in school who's who's trying to learn a lesson. Now, do you think the teacher yelling over them, you're doing it wrong. You're getting that wrong. That's all wrong, wrong, wrong. They're not going to learn the lesson. If you have a teacher that says, hold on a second, this, this is incorrect, but I can show you the right answer. Here, here it is. Let me show you. There's a different approach and one will actually further their education will help them get onto the right path, the path of righteousness, the path of having a personal relationship with Jesus. The other one will put bitterness in their heart. It will sow discord. It will actually pull them further away from wanting to have anything to do with Jesus Christ. So that's where I'm going. And that's where I'm on this little timeout is I need to recharge so that the things that I say to people is said in love. It's not met with, um, any type of offense, that they're not offended by anything I say, because I don't try to offend anybody. I try to teach them. I try to help them. I, I'm usually very understanding. I'm very forgiving. I'm very, um, I just want people to know Jesus Christ. Time is run, running out. The clocks are ticking and they're ticking fast. And Nobody knows the day or the hour that Jesus is going to return. Nobody does. But I tell you, we're closer now than we ever were. And each second that we go forward is a second closer to his return. These are not just we have years before he comes back. This is the season. We are in the season. I don't know when, but I know that we're getting close because of all the things that the Bible said. The prophecies that have lined up exactly like it says in the Bible are all happening now. It's all coming true now. We're closer now than we were ever before with Jesus' return. Now is a time to repent. Now is a time to turn away from our sins. If you're engaged in any type of activity that has you um, addicted to something, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's pornography, whether it's sex, whether it's, you know, you're addicted to somebody you know, it can be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It could be, you know, you're addicted to Coca-Cola. You're addicted to coffee. You're addicted to whenever there's an addiction, it takes away from Jesus Christ. Repent of that. Repent. Turn away. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you break that chain, to set you and your feet on the path of righteousness so that every step you take is closer to um, to the Holy Spirit, is closer to having that relationship intensify and deepen in Jesus Christ. If you have, you know, uh, a spirit of bitterness or, you know, a combative spirit over you, if you're aggressive in nature, if you're argumentative, if you've got a filthy mouth, if you have, um, you know, if you are a liar, habitual liar, if you are a thief, if you're committing adultery, if you are cheating uh, on, on someone, if you're having sex before marriage, if you are doing any of these things, repent of it. There, uh, Let me just tell you that there is no sin, no sin, nothing on earth that would ever, <coughs> excuse me, that would ever be worth your salvation. You don't know what hell is like. The Bible tells you what it's like. It's very clear that it is, you are separated, permanently separated from Jesus Christ. You are without light. Jesus is light. He is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. If you don't want anything to do with Jesus now, if your sin that you are involved in means more to you that 
and you won't give it up, then God's not the one that sends you to hell. You're sending yourself there. It's God that's honoring your choice. If you say, I, I am so into this. I, you know, I see this guy or I see this girl every, you know, couple days and we, you know, I'm going to get graphic here. We, like the kids say, smash, we have sex, you know, before marriage. You know, I, I like doing my drugs. It's, it helps me, you know, release my stress. It helps me not think about things. It allows me to just unwind. That's, that's a sin. If you are speaking vulgarity, every word out of your mouth is F, 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 or you're saying, you know, harsh words like see you next Tuesday, or, you know, calling somebody an MF or repent. You know, if you're stealing things, if you can't help but steal, you're a kleptomaniac, you take things, you put them in your purse, repent. If you are a habitual liar, you can't help but lie to get yourself out of trouble, lie to, to make yourself look better, repent. You know, if you're uh, having sex outside of marriage or even inside of marriage, you're, you're stepping out of your marriage or you're really, and you're having sex, repent. If you've gotten yourself pregnant and you're thinking about aborting it, repent. All these things, repent. There is nothing worth going to hell for. You will be, you can't even imagine. Now look at it this way. However old you are, I'm going to be 49. Yay! I can't believe that. This June, I'm going to be 49. And to me, I have lived a long life. I seem, in my head, I seem like I'm 90 years old sometimes. I just feel older than what I am. Um, but I'm 49, regardless. The number's 49. As old as I feel some days, that is nothing to what eternity is is like. And that's how long you're going to be in hell for if you reject Jesus Christ. If you reject him, if you mock him, if you say he he does not exist, that he is nothing more than just a carpenter, that he's not the son of God, that he did not res- resurrect himself and and off the cross and and you don't need Jesus and you don't need to repent and you know there's nothing special about Jesus if you just don't want anything to do with them. If you are engaged in worshiping other gods, if you're praying, if you're a Catholic and you're praying to Mother Mary, you know, Mother Mary, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Yeah, I know about Catholic prayers. Um, I tell you, it's idolatry and that is a sin. If you are, you know, going to a man dressed in a, um, a priest's outfit and you're asking him to forgive you other than the almighty Jesus Christ, that's a sin. Repent, repent, because I don't want anybody going to hell. And I have some people that I don't get along with. I don't like very much. I ask daily the Holy Spirit to help me to forgive people who have hurt me. I ask the Holy Spirit to take the bitterness out of my heart to help me to forgive them, to forgive myself for the things that I've done that I've hurt other people, but we just can't be friends. I, I, I'm not a perfect person. You know, 49 years, I said that, and I've, I've had a 49 year life of misery and trials and tribulations and struggles and, and, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a long life. Like I said, of, you know, I've got my fair share of enemies. And so I, I pray for them. And I don't even want any of those people going to hell. I don't. I don't. If I can see each and every one of them in heaven, then you know what? When and if I do, I will walk over to them and hug them and say, welcome. We did it. 
We did it. We lived for Jesus. We died for Jesus. And now we're living eternity with Jesus. So I guess that's the podcast today. Like I said, I was kind of all over the place. It was just, I needed a bit of a timeout. I, I haven't been able to eat very, very well lately. Um, my spirit's been kind of troubled. My head has been like overworking a lot of these thoughts. I had to kind of just sit back, take a break, unplug, and just say it. Just, just like I did tonight. And I kind of, <laughs> before I even started, I'm like, okay. I cried a little bit in the car. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I can't even really speak right now, but hear my tears. And uh, and then I, I cleared off the passenger seat and I'm like, okay, come now, Jesus. Come, come sit beside me. I need to talk. And I did. I had a full-blown conversation with Jesus Christ in my car. And you know what? Any believer, I, I true believer, has probably done that themselves. Maybe not in their car, but they've done it in the shower. They've done it at their work desk. They've done it in their bedroom. They've done it cooking dinner. They've done it, you know, swimming. They've done it, you know, doing laundry, whatever it is, they've done it. They've had a conversation out loud with Jesus Christ. And I tell you, there's times, you know, even now I've said, you know, Lord, put a hedge of protection around this car. I ask that anything that I say is 100% muffled. It is distorted from anything evil, satanic, demonic, hearing what I'm saying. The things that I'm saying to you, I need you to protect them so that I can speak freely to you, so that I can talk from my heart, so that you can hear me, so you can understand me, and that nothing else can understand the words I'm saying. It is a foreign language to them. In the spirit realm, they cannot grasp what I'm saying to you. And let me just tell you, I feel free. When I do that, I feel totally free to, to speak my heart and my mind and get it off my chest and just say, you know, Jesus, help me. Just come to me. Help me. Let me just speak. And there's times where I'll hear an answer in my hair, I my, my head. And it won't be an audible, yes, or, you know, you got to do that. <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's it's spoken to my heart. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's probably because you're not a believer. But the second you become a believer, you will have that experience. You'll be like, oh, that's what she's talking about. And that's what I'm talking about is that, you know, when we unplug, when we step aside, when we kind of need to rejuvenate our spirit with, with the Holy Spirit, there's ways that he will speak to you, that he will connect with you, that he will relay what he wants you to know, and he will kind of spin or turn you in the right direction. I mean, I when I open my Bible, when I get into these moods and I need to really go into the word and I don't know where to go, it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to my heart and I'll open the Bible and typically that's exactly where he points me that I need to be. There's many times, I'll give you an, an example. Um, once my, my heart was just so broken. I was a broken woman. I was crying my eyes out. I was just distraught. So much so, I could not speak. I could hardly catch my breath. I mean, I was what you call a, you know, crying snotty mess. <laughs> and and I tell you, I just said, mercy, Lord mercy. Please, Jesus, mercy. That's all I could say is just mercy. And I opened the Bible and I opened it up to Psalms. I believe it was 57. I'm going to just go there now because I've got my Bible. All right, let me see here. Psalms. Um, 
Psalms 57. It actually says, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings I will make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send me from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy, mercy and his truth. So when I said mercy, mercy, Lord Jesus, mercy, that's all I could say. I just... I, I said it over and over and over again. And I think I actually hit record on one of, on, on the podcast. That's all I could, mercy, mercy. And I open the Bible and this is what I, I find. Lord, be merciful to me. And it was like, Holy Spirit, you actually, and I'm going to tear up here. You actually heard me. You heard me. Yes. Be merciful to me. Help me in your mighty wings. I will take refuge. And that's exactly what my spirit needed to hear. I needed to see that. I needed to be in his word. And he fed my soul. He fed me bread, the bread of life. That's what I needed. That's what we all need. We need to be in the word. We need to be forgiving. We need to be Christ-like. We need to walk in obedience with the Holy Spirit. We need to be faithful. We need to be loving. We need to show people the fruit of the Spirit. We can't just say, I'm a Christian while I'm swearing and I'm watching filthy shows on, on TV and on Netflix and I'm, you know, watching uh, pornography and I'm, you know, having sex outside of marriage or sex, you know, outside, um, sex, you know, uh, fornicating with, with people having, you know, uh, just indecent relationships with people. I can't say that I'm a Christian if I'm stealing or I'm lying or I'm leading people away from Jesus Christ. You can't do that. You can't have it both ways. Jesus Christ is not a revolving door. You either go through and you come to know the spirit of, of the Holy Spirit and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ or you don't. You're either in or out, but you can't keep going round and round in that revolving door. That's not how it works because eventually there's going to be people wanting to go through that are going to say, all right, get out, go through or get out one or the other. And that's just how it is. You cannot sit on the fence. You pick a side. And if you won't, then essentially you're picking a side. You're picking the side that goes against Jesus Christ. That's the podcast for today, guys. I just wanted to, um, to just, I hope this has really spoken to your heart. I hope that you've learned something. Um, you know, if you want to reach out to, to Justin or myself, I encourage you to do that. Uh, I'm not on Facebook. Uh, I pop on every now and then now, or I will be, to to just post something encouraging for my brothers and sisters, uh, kingdom brothers and sisters, so that they feel encouraged or to check my messages on Messenger. Feel free to do so. I check that often. I'm notified quickly, as is Justin. Uh, you can message us at uh, Bible Coffee Talk or um, our podcast email at B-I-B-L-E uh, C-A-W-F-E-E-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. Um, yeah. And if you, if you want to know more about Jesus Christ, I encourage you reach out. I will happily, or Justin will happily talk more about Jesus Christ to you, tell you, um, uh, more about him. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to send you one free gift, uh, our gift to you. Um, no strings attached. There are no strings attached. And, uh, 
yeah, if you just need prayer, if you need encouragement, we're here for you. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, and unplug every now and then unplug, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and recharging your batteries in the Holy, Holy Spirit. He will definitely, definitely meet you where you are and, and make your heart of stone into a heart of flesh or just soften you and, and rejuvenate you in his, under his mighty wings. Anyways, guys, that's a podcast. I hope it spoke to your spirit. Uh, and I'm just going to pray uh, as a close. So join me, won't you? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just hope and pray that uh, this uh, episode that I've spoken about tonight has um, pleased you, that every word out of my mouth has pleased you, and that those that need to hear this message, you find a way for them to hear it and let it speak to their heart and their spirits and their minds. I ask you, Lord, that anybody who's struggling with anything that they're going through, whether it be an addiction or a um, some type of sin that they're in, that they feel that they can't get themselves out of. Lord, I just ask your uh, son, Jesus Christ, to be the chain breaker that he is, to break the chains, to set them free, to put their feet on a path of righteousness so that the Holy Spirit can walk with them and lead them to a closer relationship with His your son. So Lord, as I close this podcast, I just give you thanks. I give you all the praise and all the honor and glory. And I just thank you for all that you do in your precious son, Jesus name. Amen. Okay, guys, tune in again. Uh, hopefully it won't be <laughs> weeks uh, until the next one. I used to do podcasts pretty, pretty frequently, like three a week and just life has gotten kind of out of, out of hand. It's gotten busy and busy, busy, busy. Um, but now I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, I can find some, um, time like I'm, I'm doing now. And, uh, Justin and I, we can bring you more content, uh, and apply the Bible to it. Anyways, thanks for uh, joining us, joining me. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. I need a coffee. I haven't even had my coffee during this podcast. I guess that's why I'm feeling a little eh. Okay, guys. <laughs> Take care. Bye for now. Bible Coffee Talk with the Hoffmans. What? You're still here? Podcast's over. Go home. Go!